Welcome to Life, Art, and the In-Between with Celise, Shelley, Michelle, and Clem. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the In-Between. If you're new to the show, here we talk about life and the arts and all the things in between. For many people in the world of art, sports, and culture, the pandemic has prevented them from being able to do their jobs. In essence, it has prevented us from flexing our muscles. So today we're going to be speaking to someone in the performance industry about just that. How does one flex their muscles in a pandemic? Today our guest is Hiba Elshike, an actress, singer, dancer, and all-round musical theatre extraordinaire. She currently plays Pretty Pasha in the West End production of Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Let's get talking. Welcome, Hiva. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's lovely to have you. Oh, I love it. Um, I'm just going to get straight to it. And basically, March kind of makes a year to when theatres close their doors. Yes. Um, including your show, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Um, do you remember that kind of final show before you actually said farewell to the stage? Um, I mean, the Saturday before we closed, I actually had a holiday booked that day. So I, I, I didn't do this final show because my friend was getting married. So wow. I went to I went to his wedding on the I mean, I don't regret it, but it, I, I, I went to his wedding. And then so we came back on Monday. And at that point, Broadway had closed already. So yeah. we kind of heard stuff on the grapevine of like, Broadway was closed and but we had a put in for a new company member so we did a dress run for someone who was coming to join the show we had kind of our like dinner break or lunch break um, and then went to do a warm-up for people that didn't do the put in and then we had parish notices and our company manager kind of said theatres are closed for the next two weeks or so it, at that point we didn't know how long it was going to be yeah um, and she was like okay so you know if you want we're going to have uh, drinks over at the Garrick uh, so, <laughs> so we all just went over to the Garrick uh, had a mass gathering with another show like we didn't, we didn't even know at the time like everyone was still making jokes about corona thinking it was like oh, God. now a year later it it was no joke but yeah at the time we just went over to the garrick and had had food and drinks so next brilliant. door so you're going from like doing eight shows a week mm. on stage to a live theater audience to uh, well we now know it's beyond two weeks mm-hmm. um but i guess the big question is how did you kind of keep yourself occupied in the early kind of phase of lockdown? And did you feel a responsibility to keep yourself kind of tuned and the, and the muscles still flexing? Definitely. Like I said, at the beginning, we didn't know how long it was going to be for. So I was still kind of running the show in my head like every other day or just trying to go through the lines and keep them in my um, muscle memory. Uh and the choreography, because that's kind of like second nature to me. So I was like, let me make sure I remember this choreography. <laughs> um, so I was going through that and uh, just trying to keep on top of everything. And then maybe like four months in, I was like, I'm not going to go through these lines anymore. <laughs> um, but I was go- I was like trying to, to stay on top of everything for like at least three or four months. Um, yeah, and doing like dance class because everyone was doing stuff online as well because everyone still felt inspired and 
you know so there were free dance classes and yeah. and 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 stuff as well that you wouldn't normally do right if it wasn't a pandemic so it's really freeing to get to do stuff that maybe you feel a bit intimidated doing in real life or you know so like doing zoom dance classes was really nice because it's not that pressure of being in a dance studio and ha- like having other people there judging you I don't even say judging but you know it's that kind of like pressure of it so it was nice doing it or like doing an Instagram live of learning of learning something and just feeling a bit more free with it so that was like the first couple of months of me in lockdown just doing all the free things that were available online but that's really interesting that because you say it's you were doing like at least four months you were like yeah I'm gonna be doing all of this stuff Mm -hmm. and this was this was actually your West End debut Mm -hmm. being in this show Mm -hmm. and um in essence I think your first kind of preview was on the 6th of January Mm -hmm. of of 2020 and so did you even make that three month kind of mark were you no, we, we no. I think I think I did like just over a month of shows or like some we did we did the whole of January and then I actually my friends got engaged I, I feel like this is what happens when you think you, you're going to be in a long show for a year you think oh I can book holiday here and there because I've got a year contract so mm. I, I'd booked I'd booked to go away to my friends got engaged and I was like well I don't want to miss that it's a big thing in their life I'm going to go over to so I actually personally I did just on just over maybe two months of shows right so I I just did two months of shows and then we were in um in lockdown so so yeah I I didn't do the show for long enough for it to feel like it was in my body (laughs) which is why you were doing it afterwards <laughs> which is why you're trying to retain your choreography yeah <laughs> just so, a, a, a script here uh Heba. i just thought i could just run a few lines to you i'm <laughs> done no i'm joking no but we did, we went back didn't we we were the one of the of only shows did. that went yeah, back yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for like four shows so i i, I remembered it then but yeah so that's the thing I actually wanted to ask you because um first of all congratulations on your West End debut I think that's amazing how exciting you are I think that's so great um and uh definitely when we're back I'm gonna because I still haven't seen it I want to see it so um but um I wanted to ask you because of course you guys were able to like one of the shows that were able to go back which I even for me I'm like oh my god but mentally I think that had to kind of mess with you a little bit, or maybe it didn't that you were like, you got ready, like that whole, yes. Cause we were with you. Right. So how did you mm. feel after being able to do it for four shows? Right. Yeah. Just four. Yeah. How did you feel after that? Do you know what? It was harder than the first time Yeah. because, mm. because the first time it was kind of, no one knew, right. No one knew how long it was going to be for. Yeah. So it, 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 the first time we were all kind of like oh cool holiday or like we didn't realize yeah how long Magnitude. and so yes so we felt so much pressure going back and mm. and the precautions to to get a show like that back on is a lot it, we were the only book musical on at, so we we were getting tested every other day we weren't allowed to leave our dressing rooms so you know like normally being in a show is so um 
sociable you know you're going yeah. into people's rooms you're having yeah. fun it was it it was hard we we had to stay in our dressing rooms and every time we went to stage we had to have our masks on and uh, getting tested every other day because we felt that pressure on us and and we didn't want to be the reason why people thought mm. theater couldn't go back so mm. so we were all you know like really following the rules and so from our from our side we were doing everything by the book and following all these rules and the audience were social distanced and ev- everything right. like that so when and also again we did a we did a sunday show right because we the the schedule also changed because of corona so we never normally did sunday shows but we had two shows saturday two shows sunday um, and then and then our monday we had monday off uh, and okay. and monday is when boris said we can't go back so oh. we didn't even get to enjoy our last show because oh. because it was we didn't at the time we did it we didn't realize yeah. that yeah so it was it was one of those ones where it hit harder the second time because it was just like it just felt like a massive weight and the emotions were so high of us just going back and yeah. being there and getting to do it that it just felt like such a big blow after having done all those precautions to then be told before christmas actually you're not doing anything <laughs> Yes, I remember. I remember seeing. All, I remember seeing um, on your Instagram all the build up to it, and I was so excited for you. And then that news happened, and I just I felt that devastation and that heartbreak as well. Um, but for my own curiosity, how many rehearsal weeks did you guys have? Because now we're, we're talking about the show stopped in March, mm-hmm. and this is now um, what November, end of November, mm-hmm. going into December. So that's months in the interim of having no stage performances. Mm-hmm. How much rehearsal did you guys have, and how did people we actually had... manage coming back? It was intense. It was really, really intense. Like our fitness levels, of course, aren't the same as right. if you're doing. Mm. You're, doing, doing the, you're dancing in your living room. room yes and like and you, when you're dancing in your living room you're not singing the show full out as well and like I, I remember even like when we first rehearsed Jamie before the pandemic I remember doing that opening number and singing full out and literally landing on my desk afterwards and being like <gasps> and like just hyperventilating <laughs> because it, it took like the full four week rehearsal process to get that into my body to feel like oh this is easy I can sing this and dance this at the same time and you have to be in the rehearsal room when you've got four week rehearsal process you're dancing and singing full out to build that into your body so you can do that when when it gets to the time of performance so when we got back we had about 10 days rehearsal oh my god and and it was Mm. because as well we didn't know how long we were going to do the show for we wanted to get the show up as as quickly as possible yeah a lot of the company was uh kind of returning cast members or people that had done the show before Mm-hmm. so you know we all knew the show but it was we also didn't realize at the time we had massive script changes because Jamie is set in modern day so it's set in the now so they wanted to add COVID references and Great. we also we also had to adjust some of the staging for you know social distancing and and mm. you know like uh, make if if we handle our props, we all had to be in charge of our personal props. So stage management couldn't, you know, hand a prop that used to get handed to you. You have to now go and put that as part of your track. So there was loads of kind of small adjustments like that. Um, so yeah, the te- 10 days was full on to try and get your body back to kind of being show ready. So it was that kind of intensity of that and all like 
the pressure and everything all at once and then doing four shows and closing and closing so but how were you that. how were you after that first number after those 10 days oh my so so, so that f- the very first time we ran the number and because because like um I when I learn the choreography I have to attach music to it so mm-hmm. I have to I learn in a way where it's like I have to sing and and learn the lyrics and the choreography at the same time mm-hmm. so it's in as one so, right. I, so I, I can't do the choreography and then try and do the lyrics because then I won't sing so I'm like I need to learn them at the same time so I remember and a lot of the people in in Jamie in the ensemble are like Zoo Nation dancers like they are proper you know uh, hip-hop commercial dancers so for them the choreography was you know like in their body Second nature, yeah exactly yeah. so for me I, I was doing the cho- and also we were navigating new times so the first like three or four rehearsals they wanted to try us doing the opening number with our masks on okay yeah because it was a big production number with every single member of you know the the cast on stage and we're singing full out we're dancing sweating so they we didn't know kind of what we could get away with and what so we we did it like in our masks so that first time and I was still trying to sing full out and like everyone was like I'm not singing I'm not, I'm not and I was the number finished and everyone just sat there and we were all you know when you're just like I'm really grateful to be back but I can't breathe and it was just all of these different emotions that we were all feeling but but yes, yeah, so obviously the masks got cut right. after like three three attempts at doing the number. But um, and also my character is in a, a hijab, so I, I'm in a hijab and glasses and, and the a mask. mask. So it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but then obviously I think, but the adrenaline of it, I kind of made us do that whole rehearsal process in like double the amount of time. Totally and even though obviously we still weren't necessarily uh, at the level we were at when we finished the show, you know, when we opened, but it was the adrenaline of that first audience of like when we did that number and we came on stage and you could feel that. That's what we miss like right now doing all these, you know, Zoom things and you you miss that energy of just going on stage and feeling the buzz of of the audience and I think that's what that's what got us through those those performances was there I was because when they were doing all the um the hashtag we make events and save save our theatres and stuff all the way through and still now but I there's things that just spark you off really emotionally I cannot imagine and I've spoken to musician friends of mine actor friends of mine you know about getting back into a theatre and experiencing a live event, whatever that may be. Mm. For you guys on stage, did it hit you in your heart? I mean, to kind of, yeah. like, even more so. I mean, it's emotional anyway, attending anything live and, you know, let it come back very, very soon. But just for you as a as a performer, I don't think I would have been a mess. I think I think it was a combination of, of the kind of enormity of us going back mm. and feeling that we were doing it for so many people and like wanting to wanting to do a good job and like do that and then hearing the response of also the other side of what it's like to sit in an auditorium Mm. and what like you miss that you miss like when we first went on stage the opening number is the year 11s all come onto the stage and sit in our desks and and the the 
teacher Miss Hedge is like quiet down year 11s year 11s and the applause that happens from the audience in that moment oh. where norm- normally and you know it doesn't happen at that time but the applause of it went on for like five minutes of just them like oh clapping of, uh, uh, and it was just we all looked at each other on stage like together and we were like oh my god this is this is big like this is big and we had to all take a breath and just go okay here we go let's do this even though like throughout the whole rehearsal process emotions were high and we were all you know feeling it and feeling the kind of pressure when we were on that stage and felt everyone it was like here we go let's do this like let's let's bring it back so yeah and just the value you feel valued I mean because you know art is so important and you see exactly you know the the definition and the value for you I think that's beautiful that you were able to get that you know because I know you needed it yeah you know yes (laughs) I feel like everyone needs it like in this time totally and for you to have it because even you talking about it now even though you say that you know on that Monday when the announcement was made Mm. you were all you know obviously heartbroken devastated etc but now that you're speaking about it with us you speak about with such a warmth Mm. and there's such joy in the memory of it because like you said you're one of the rare few that actually got to hit a live stage and actually do your musical theatre mm. show in West End mm. for a live theatre audience, albeit for four shows, but still. Oh, I'm so um, grateful for those four shows. I've said it to a lot of people that if you see anybody now who gets a 2020 credit, whatever mm. it is, you know what that would have entailed to get a 2020 credit in any shape or form. Do you know what I mean? Because of the way that year will always look you know to all mm-hmm. of us who've gone through it so mm. I'm really pleased you did thank you <laughs> too. but um I guess I'm curious now then because you mentioned like those four months straight after lockdown one you were like zoom class keeping my voice alive doing everything that I can to stay in check and I'm assuming it petered off but I guess now that we're in the third lockdown my, my question or my curiosity is are you still trying to maintain in the same way yes and no Mm -hmm. I think I think in the beginning it was very like um I don't know like there was like a a light at the end of the tunnel where where we felt like we have to stay ready you know like I want to be doing everything to kind of be ready for when when we go back and I think like mentally it's it's draining to to feel like you're constantly getting ready for something you don't know when is when might come back or you know you want it to but also you don't want that disappointment so I'm doing stuff that uh I feel like I still enjoy doing so like if some someone says hey do you want to do a cover of something or uh, yes I, I will do that because I I feel like I'm still being creative and still flexing my my muscles and things like that but a lot of stuff now I'm I I just feel like I don't want to do (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to because I feel like it's just drain it's a it's draining and and you want to kind of um keep your energy for yourself (laughs) and like keep your vibrations high in all of this I think that's great yeah so when as we've as we've entered this third lockdown and everything uh it feels a lot everyone is saying how different this third one feels in this new year mm. definitely it compared to, to previous what have you done yourself kind of to pivot and kind of keep yourself kind of just mentally and emotionally kind of fresh and also keep going as far as kind of work or you know yeah. have you done anything really different compared to what you know 
you trained to do and while you're paused and waiting for it to restart yeah like I think um actually the pandemic has made me aware of other sections in our industry and how important it is to understand how it works I think so sometimes when you're when you're an actor you're kind of the last puzzle piece it made me kind of uh, I, I produced like a three-part web series that was shot at the Apollo and th- things that I would never never normally do, partly right. because of time and also because uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> like, uh, and But it was really interesting to know how producing works and making that happen. So um, like in terms of, in terms of, other areas of within our industry I, I've learned more in that way um also it's made me like um uh vocal in things that maybe like scared me before or like uh felt like I couldn't say anything or because uh, because it might you know stop me from getting something or I don't know like you know when when you're so in a bubble it's sometimes hard to to kind of take a step back and go okay hold on I've I've done enough for me to be able to say how I'm feeling or you know for me to have an opinion on things so like I think in terms from a personal perspective like in terms of like um race and uh like being active and saying things (laughs) I've 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 been a bit more vocal in that side of things um which especially for me in musical theatre is is something that it's a constant struggle so I feel like I I, if I don't say something no one will so I I need need to Uh, and for my for my mental health as well like I think that's important so it it made me kind of take a step back and observe everything and go how do I feel about it and how am I gonna uh, actively do something to change this rather than uh, complain about there not being representation I know I'm going to put on a, a three-part web series and yeah. cast 95% people of color. Like, so that for me, that was like a big thing that I wanted to do. Um, and just, you know, like being a bit more at the forefront of decision-making rather than uh, sitting by the phone and hoping something happens. Like, what can I create? As, right. Like as an artist, what's my voice? What stories do I want to tell? So I think that was, that was a important thing in, the pandemic so so perhaps in in like five ten years time when you look back at this period you think you've you've started to find a voice that if the pandemic hadn't come along it may have taken a little bit longer because you had that time to kind of think and reflect definitely definitely because I think like if if you're so used to something being done a certain way sometimes you think that's the only way it can be done and like so for example um my uh i emailed my drama school that I went to in this time and I was like hey just to let you know there were no people of color when I was there like as teachers and there were no people on the audition panels I would love to be a part of the the process of you know finding talent that can go to these drama schools and being a bit more inclusive and just being a face that people can see that is you know that they can they can look at and go yeah so uh uh, and before I, I wouldn't have done that I would have felt like maybe scared or or mm. I don't want to rough, ruffle any feathers but now I, I'm I'm taking the auditions for my old no. drama school yeah. yes, and I think like it I think like if 
if you don't ask, you don't get. And I think bef- there was that kind of fear. Firstly, as a woman and also a woman of colour, where you just feel like, sometimes you just feel like grateful to be in a room. Um, and it's like, well, actually, we've earned our there. places. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've, totally. So like, so if I don't put my, if I don't say something, then it will just stay the same. And yeah. and I said, I said to my, the, the principal, I said, we, we need to stop, um creating people to fit into an industry we need to we need to create people that are going to change the industry are going to are going to be new voices and new things we don't want some someone to come and be in the no no shade to Les Mis but in the 35th production of Les Mis or you know like unless it's going to bring something new to it unless it's going to be a different take or or a, a a whole new idea um so yeah so I think that that for me in like a personal growth way yeah that Mm -hmm. that's what's kind of kept me motivated and inspired I guess in in this time really wow you know what I love hearing Heba because we came in talking about flexing your muscle in a very literal sense about looking on your body as an instrument and you know your vocal cords and all of that but what I'm hearing is that you've learned to flex a different yes, muscle. Yes, you know your words. You know? I'm like. saying you're flexing your muscle as a woman of color. You are flexing your muscle as someone who doesn't need to be, in your own words, the last piece of the puzzle. You can be the producer. You can be the one making the phone calls. And yeah. I think you're very right because Celise supervises on um, – the Western show of Lion King and she's going to have to man a room where she'll have lots of dancers and singers coming back in some who have been flexing their muscles and some who've been on a couch not doing anything but maybe flexing a different kind of muscle and having the sensitivity to understand that where some people have grown as potentially artists during the time others have actually developed into different artists Mm. like yourself flexing a different kind of muscle which I think is beautiful but you know what it's just so interesting Shelly the beauty in all of that is by you finding who I mean you knew who you were but this pausing allowed you to really embrace Mm. it and step into it which in turn only makes you a better artist Mm, really I mean Mm -hmm. it makes you even you know what I mean and that's the beauty of that because you can own yourself completely and I think that's such a a positive thing for me to know that this is what people are doing that they're becoming themselves wholly you know what I mean because you're able to actually look at yourself I love that very inspiring because we never have time I think we never have time normally to kind of because we're always hustling like I I feel like I'm always I'm always (laughs) trying to do the next like I I don't know like you you feel like you're always trying to just keep up even if you're not doing something so it's nice to just kind of take a step back and just go okay like what who am I as a person like what do what I'm more than just what I do so totally (laughs) I say that all the time I say that all the time I'm like I do I'm like you're more than that like yes that's a part of you but there's so much more to you and I just think that's beautiful oh you're gonna be on fire baby when you get back honey I cannot wait to see but you know what I think I think we've spoken to a lot of artists both on podcasts and personally and I think everyone as long as everyone's staying safe and family and friends are safe but everyone is discovering things and I think a whole load of artists are going to come back into various different areas and just be completely different what is that going to create like it's going to be amazing 
Well, Hiba, I think we're all very excited for when theatres open back to come and watch yes. you um, perform in the West End. And we just want to say thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your energy and your light um, with us on this podcast. Thank, thank you for you. having me. So Hiva, yes. we haven't finished yet, okay. <laughs> so that kind of ends one little segment and then we're going to go into something that we call our Quick Fire Five. Quick Fire Five, Fire Five! You know what that's about, right? Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm nervous, but yes. <laughs> okay, question one. What was the favourite song that you had when you were a child? Uh, Hero, Mariah Carey. Nice, Mariah. (laughs) Do you do that at karaoke? Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, question two. Uh, What, in your opinion, is better, a certificate or experience? Experience. Yes, lady, life experience. (laughs) If you could spend a day with one singer, Heba... Who oh. would that be? Do they have to be alive? No. <laughs> no. Whitney Houston. Okay. <laughs> yes. What's your favourite Whitney Houston song? Uh, um, I love uh, I Will Always Love You, like that as iconic. But I also, yeah. I also, this is really bad, but when Whitney obviously was on all the drugs and she was giving it, you make me feel like a million dollars. <laughs> that one, but also... Her in the Cinderella movie with Brandy. That's coming yeah. back out. You know that, I right? Know. That's my all-time favorite movie of all time, and my childhood is the 1997 film of Cinderella. <laughs> okay, thank you, Whitney. We love you. Okay, um, Heba, what's the most interesting thing we would find in your bag or purse right now? I mean, my bag is literally like a Mary Poppins bag. Um, Probably, like, randomly inside, it's like when we were doing our um, testing, we had to have, like, a COVID, NIMAX COVID certificate thing that we had to hand in. So probably that, that, like, laminated (laughs) card for that. I think pandemic-esque. Yeah. Okay. No, fair enough. (laughs) Okay, final one, final quickfire. Um, What is your favourite theatre to go and see a show in? Oh, that's such a hard question. I know. Um, I mean, I like, because of its beauty, like when you go inside, how beautiful it is, the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Because, yeah, I went to it for the first time last year and I was literally like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. So the Coliseum. Coliseum. Thank you so much. And that's our wrap on our Quick Fire 5 and our time with wonderful guest Heval. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Search for Life, Art and the In-Between wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Benno Creative House. Life, Art and the In-Between is a Benno Creative House original production.